0: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. New Zealand's Ally Cook is a multi-award-winning recording artist whose Americana music lands somewhere between country blues and roots. She has twice been named a finalist for Next New Zealand Woman of the Year in 2011 and 2016 for her contributions to the arts. The first single, Red Dirt Road Trip, from her latest album Caught in the Middle landed number 1 on both the Country Songs Top 40 Australian Airplay chart and the Tasmanian Independent Country Airplay chart Allie is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles Thanks for joining us Allie.
1: Yeah great to be here nice to be t- chatting to you Greg
0: Absolutely and uh, good morning to you It's always fun we were chatting it- a minute ago to make these connections across the around the from top to bottom <laughs>
1: Yes, and good good evening to you and my past. That's <laughs> right, in your yeah. future.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's always it's always it's always fun to make that uh, uh, realization. So, <laughs> but I, I appreciate you um, jumping on with us this morning. You are in New Zealand. What part of New Zealand?
1: Okay, so I'm at, in, in a place called uh, Tasman, which is at the top of the south island of new zealand so there's kind of like a great big bay that you can see at the top of the south island and i'm inside there
0: okay great great yep um and you've got a couple um music projects that um we want to talk about uh today caught in the middle is your latest personal release came out september 2019 and the, uh, the, the the newer one, I think you said, was about the same time but is kind of on its way out now too, is Asquith. Did I say that right? Asquith Sessions? Yep,
1: Asquith Sessions, yeah. yeah. So okay. um, both were done <clears throat> both were done at the same time. So um, in the Court in the Middle album, I've had a, a few singles out from that now, um, and I've got a few more to come. So um, Red Dirt Road Trip did very well for me, and i put out a pre-runner which was um, actually a cover of um, Listened to Williams' uh,
2: okay.
1: Steal Your Love, I did that as a, a, a pre-runner song. And then um, we had Red Dirt Road Trip, and we've had uh, Not Pretty Enough, a duet with Sharon O'Neill, who's quite a well-known artist down here that sung on it. Yeah. And um, that's a version of Casey Chambers' is Not Pretty Enough. So there's a couple of covers on this album, nine originals and okay. three covers. Um, and then one of the originals, Red Dirt Road Trip's been out, and another one, Cold Wind. Yeah. Um. And so, um, the album's been a culmination of um my writing with Buzz and Kate Bidstrut, who uh, Buzz is the producer of my album. Mm, okay. He was in a very well known Australian band called The Angels, which toured the United States as a band, Angel City. Hmm. Great. Right. I kind of remember. In the yeah. Seventies.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he was the drummer of Angel City, and um, yeah. So uh, so he's had a he's like rock royalty. Over in Australia,
2: yeah, and cool. um,
1: we started writing together, and that's how the album came about. Um, was me travelling back and forth, and okay, he also runs an outfit called Uncle Jimmy Thumbs Up, which is um, works with indigenous kids, and I went out into the outback
2: and yeah.
1: um, worked with indigenous kids with him with music, and then um, uh, Buzz and his wife Kay. Um, I started just writing with them every time I was in Australia and we we gradually got enough for an album and so um, I decided to go with them as a producer and yeah. and put those songs onto a onto a collection of works
0: I had a chance to um, uh, watch the video for the um, uh, red dirt road trip I, I, I love the name and uh, the, the video is so cool uh, I, I like your style uh, I'm I'm is that kind of the style that you play in when you play, that uh, kind of rootsy, Americana, alternative country flavor? Yeah, yeah, pretty
1: pretty much. I mean, I love country and I love blues and roots music. And I, I guess, um, actually, when I was younger, probably people like Neil Finn, uh, sorry, Neil Finn as well, but, um, but Neil Young, I listened to a lot sure. of his writing and yeah. loved Neil Young and loved people like Bonnie Raitt as well which you know that comes through in what I do I think and um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I'm quite sort of eclectic in my flavours so the album is eclectic. I just tend to write uh, where it falls and um, Red Dirt Road Trip was really a a signature song for me because I'm always travelling across in Australia um, and of course there's lots of long red dirt roads, okay. because that's how Australia is, yeah, um, okay. getting anywhere involves one, um, and I love that, that outback sort of of Australia, we yeah. get that beautiful red dirt, yeah.
0: Did you uh, grow up with musical influences, when did this this music journey start for you?
1: Oh, absolutely, <clears throat> my father was a, a opera singer with the Guildhall School of Music in London before mm. they emigrated to New Zealand, and okay. he played violin as well. Um, And so I was raised in a quite musical household and started classical piano from the age of about seven, eight. Um, And so I started, I guess, my musical training on classical piano and then, um, much to my father's horror, moved to guitar. (laughs) (laughs)
2: because. It seemed
1: like a cooler thing to learn, yeah. Um, and yeah, so so yeah, so that's you know that was the basis. But I'm glad for that training because it makes me think of things musically
2: uh-huh.
1: um, from the piano, like you think of it laid out on a piano. So it's kind of like quite good for chordal structures, understanding of music theory and things. So yeah, um, yeah. So always music. I think I, I think I got snuck into a pub. Where, where the age limit was like twenty when I was like fifteen to sing with a pub band you know. Oh really cool.
2: Okay. <laughs> so saying,
1: just hide out the back and come out and sing and then hide out the back again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've always you know I've always sung and um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. When did, it,
0: when did it when did it when did it feel like something you wanted to pursue as a career? Was there was there a moment you remember well, feeling like that?
1: Yeah, well, I think I think really when I, I travelled across Australia when I was 19, and I was really starting to write a lot and play a lot of, you know, I was just playing all the time. And then I got a job with a promoter um, writing posters up for tours of famous bands. Oh, and cool. okay. um, And uh, from there, I went from there to, you know, booking the tours and doing the publicity and working for major promoters. Mm-hmm. And I got sort of hauled away from my own kind of, uh, you know, aims I think. Mm-hmm. but I did it on the proviso that um that it would teach me about the industry from the mm. other side. Sure. And so and I kinda got stuck there. Um and so my life has been and still is today, uh, rotating between being a musician and being a publicist and to mm-hmm. a coordinator and promoter. So I've, you know, run wine festivals and then worked as tour coordinator and publicist for you know like major tours like two thousand and fourteen I worked on Andrea Chali through New Zealand and Australia and oh, cool. um Tommy and Tommy Emmanuel in twenty seventeen his tour down here as a publicist in New Zealand. So I um yeah, so I, I worked constantly on both sides of the industry and then started P two um, with my partner, P2 artist promotions as a, a way to um, I offer a low cost service to independents like me because when I went to use other publicists I found them really expensive and mm-hmm. I thought there needs to be a space where people can afford to actually get some interviews done for them and get a press release out
2: so mm-hmm. so
1: that was the whole aim of P2 and um, so we offer a, a really reasonable service to to up and coming artists and you know um, people who, who want to Get their music out there, so yeah. so I work between the two. Yeah, okay. so it it has its advantages and its disadvantages, but yes. you know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good.
0: How um, so? Caught in the middle is um, is that your first? Do you have others that you've released prior to that um, CD
1: project? Yeah, so um, I, I uh, in I uh, think so I was I was forty seven then, <clears throat> so it was ten years ago mm. at, at ten years. 10 years ago, at 47 years of age, I decided that I would finally fulfill that goal. Wow. And I would put an album out.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: And I thought, yeah, you know, I need to get my own album out. And um, I crowdfunded, and I crowdfunded, I think it was 20000 US dollars from 256 people from 17 countries, wow. and I, I put together my first album, and then I crowdfunded... Uh, and then I crowdfunded videos off that. Then I crowdfunded an, uh, my second album, which was – so the first album was Brand New Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I produced that here in New Zealand with Alan Jensen. My first two albums were with Alan Janssen. So he would be known over in the U.S. for a smash hit called How Bizarre by the OMC. Oh, sure, yeah. came out.
2: Yeah.
1: How Bizarre, How Bizarre, yeah. Right. So that was – so yep. the producer of my first two albums co-wrote um, – that song and produced it was probably one of, you know, uh, other than Lord is is one of New Zealand's biggest kind of hits really Mm -hmm. Um, and so I worked with him for two albums which were both crowdfunded and both those albums were done in a built up way musically so I would lay down the tracks with my acoustic guitar and then come away from Auckland and then Alan would get in other people to play on the tracks Mm. afterwards and That was where Court in the Middle was quite different. I I wanted that experience of going in the studio with all the musicians eyeballing everyone through Uh, the window and actually doing the whole thing live. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was the difference with Court in the Middle. It was very much more like that. Mm -hmm. Most of the tracks were done like that or together with live musicians in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though there might have been the odd overdub here and there, um, it was all down live together, and, yeah. and, it, and it gives it a totally different feel. I, mm-hmm. I got what I expected from that experience, um, and really loved it. Mm. You know,
0: I, I would think it would give you a different energy. You know, musicians feeding off of each other in that in that sense.
1: It does, and what you tend to do is you'll do you know one whole take of the song as though you're performing it live somewhere, yeah.
2: and
1: I can work it out, and all the guys will have charts, and then you'll do another run of the song, and then you'll listen back to both takes and go, oh, that one had more energy than that one, you know. So you'll pick, you'll pick the whole take that mm-hmm. actually sounds like it has the best to it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And, and so it's a totally different way to record, and, and you're capturing all that spirit, I think, from people that are mm-hmm. in the room um,
2: yeah.
1: that you just wouldn't necessarily hear it. Right. When they come in one at a time and you're not even there, yeah.
2: you know, so it's yeah. kind of a
1: different, it's a different, I mean, both processes are used um, in the industry, but um, it's, a, it's a process I don't think I'd go back from now. Yeah. But I really cool. love that Good. whole thing of, of recording it down live. Yeah.
2: Do
0: you have a favorite song yourself from that record?
1: Yeah, I've got a news I've got a single that's coming. Um that's a very rootsy song that's called We Hold Up Half the Sky. Mm. Um and it's a woman empowerment song. Mm-hmm. And um I'm about to start a podcast actually called Ahead of the Curves with a Friend, um, which is a podcast for recovery. Ah, and it's okay. about it's about women, um, you know, women in general, but we will be interviewing men, but it's about um just, you know, lifting up Women hold up half the sky and um different women in, in positions of power that are doing things to help um help people in the recovery from COVID. So it's yeah, it's very much on the for- forefront of everyone's minds yeah. at the moment. So
2: yeah.
1: Um that's yeah, so so yeah, so we hold up half the sky as that is a woman empowerment song okay. and it's kind of like my it's like my personal favourite yeah, of the album and that's, cool. and that's that's, that will be coming um, during 2021.
0: Video. Yep. I'm guessing that uh, the New Zealand music community was affected like everywhere else. I, did you did you all feel a, oh, a, a slowdown or stop like everybody else?
1: Oh, we are still affected. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like everyone, New Zealand's yeah. borders are entirely closed, so nobody can come into New Zealand mm-hmm. except New Zealanders returning to New Zealand. So there's no You know, there's no, um, we're we're hoping very soon that we'll see by the end of the year or early 21 that we'll see a travel bubble with Australia, but Australia still, see New Zealand has no cases in the community.
2: Oh wow, So we've actually eradicated,
1: we've we've eradicated it completely. The only cases that we have are at the border where they're inside quarantine facilities where Mm -hmm. they're coming in, Mm -hmm. but out in the community there is no cases now and we had it, Free for a hundred days, then we had a little resurgence where one got away from the, um, you know, the disease got out from the uh, quarantine facility. We think that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows.
2: Mm-hmm. We had
1: a little resurgence, and that's back under control now. And now we're back to no cases mm. in the community again. That's so, awesome. so therefore, like we had, we had total lockdown in New Zealand. So we actually locked down everything. Locked down. Nobody went to work. Construction. Everything stopped. Mm. It was like the streets were dead and everything stopped. Not only did it wipe out COVID, but it wiped out the blue as colds and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody, nobody's nobody got anything this year because it just wiped it right out. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, yeah. I guess we're small enough population to be able to do that. Yeah. So we went for an elimination strategy, which was to eliminate COVID from the country. Mm-hmm. So consequently, we have no touring artists coming through here. I was um, working on a tour of Andy Kim who's an Australian, uh, a Canadian artist. Uh Um, people know him for Rock Me Gently, like one of those big smash hits of his. And he was coming down here and I was a a tour coordinator for, for that tour. Um, and I had to cancel the entire tour, Mm. you know, like it was just massive cancelling, you know, um, big venues all the way through and and accommodation and just, yeah, it was a nightmare. And so, um, Yeah, so so there's hardly any gigging at all. It's just beginning again now. People are, you know, going in small gigs. I've done one or two small house concerts, less than 100 people.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But there's only, we can't leave or come back into New Zealand, basically, unless you want to pay $3,100 for your 14-day quarantine on the way back in. Um, Yeah, so you you can't leave New Zealand. Right. So so everyone's kind of stuck here, and we're living on our... Selves, really. So you're basically um, entertaining
0: so yourselves. You can't. You can't entertain we're entertaining you. <laughs>
1: ourselves. Well, certainly people went online and did all that sort of right, thing. Um, right. We were very good here. The, the government put in thirty-seven million dollars into helping artists. So some of us got grants um, just to help see us through. Or I was lucky enough to receive an APRA sustainability grant, which APRA's is like your uh, like your um, SCA, you know, similar uh-huh. like, outfit. Right. Just to keep me songwriting in between, um, and yeah, so so we've been lucky in that department, but it's it's been tough, and it's really slammed our music industry the sure. street you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, everywhere, um, so and we, everybody I talk to, and
1: yeah, everybody's, nobody's immune from it. No, um,
0: no, I think, no. yeah. What? Whenever we can get back out, what does touring look like for you? Do you have uh, plans to to come outside into other countries, uh, even as far as the U.S., or, or mostly just Australia?
1: Yeah, well, I'd really like to get to the U.S. I'd love to um, I'd love to do Americana. That's something that is uh-huh. kind of like a bit of a goal. And this year, uh, through the New Zealand Music Commission, I got to attend the Thriving Roots platform, which was um, like Americana uh, festival online with speakers and stuff. It uh-huh. was very cool. Yeah. Uh, people like Roy Coder and Bonnie Raitt and all sorts of people. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really cool to attend online. So I'd like to get to that, but we'd probably have to bring something from Australia New Zealand, like a joint effort to do that. I um, would have to be part of the joint effort going up there. Um, but definitely Australia. I hope to get back to Australia and, and be back and able to tour by April, May next year. Um, and I do have a festival here in New Zealand in January, so it's starting, to, yeah. it's starting to wake up. But we have to wait for Australia to get its numbers down before... Will be allowed to open a travel bubble with them, so
2: yeah.
1: they've still got COVID over there. But if it gets down to a decent um, number, then our prime minister will allow us to travel there and back only. Yeah. So, so mm. Australia, of course, is our neighbour. It's only a three-hour flight away, and it's where most of my um, work is based. I work with Australian artists every day, mm,
2: um,
0: okay, publicity level, sure.
1: and that's you know, that's that's where it's um, it is for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, um, you, we of course we've been talking about the um, uh, the current project, but you also have um, yep. the uh, esquith, Asquith, right? Yep,
1: esquith sessions. Es, esquith yep. Sessions. So that's tell me about that. Yeah. So yeah. So that was recorded at the same time, but we sat on it basically. We had um, a very sad thing happen in the middle of that. We uh, the one of the guitarists, the crew that do the music music are called The Tracking Crew. Mm-hmm. They were called The Tracking Crew. And um, uh, James Gillard on bass and um, Buzz with on drums and Rick Mallet, and um, Glenn Hanna. And Glenn Hanna, soon after the recording of my album and the Asquith Sessions, unfortunately took his own life, which was mm. Um, mm. a big, huge shock to all of us.
2: Yeah.
1: And of course, he was all through the video and everything for Asquith Sessions, and we didn't feel that it was We went ahead and released my album, but we didn't feel it was kind of the right timing to release the Asquith sessions, and we'd sit on that and let let a little bit of time go by, and um, we are very, very, very sad. The whole industry was incredibly sad, and um, so it didn't seem the appropriate time to release it. So we're now releasing it, and um, we've got, uh, out so far we've got young John Abo, who um, you shared on a page on... um, website Mm -hmm. and um he's the first artist and so what the ask sessions is it takes songs that are you know well-known or famous songs and they would do like a new interpretation of that song they would do their own interpretation of that song and then there's vocalists come on front so the next one out is um george washing machine funny name i know Mm. um (laughs) he's a quite a well-known um amazing jazz fiddle player um, down here and uh, actor and all sorts of things and he came in to play fiddle on my album and on the sessions and he leads out the next track which is um, coming shortly and that's uh, Bob Dylan's version of um, I Want You by Mm. Bob Dylan. So Mm -hmm. he's doing a version of that Um, and that's that's coming out at the end of October um, beginning of November and then um, and then I'm I've got a version of a 1929 song called "I'll Fly Away," mm-hmm. um, which is my Esquise Session song, and that's coming out at the end of November. And then later next year will be a version of um, John Prine's "Ain't Montgomery," which is done with John Abo and myself. Okay, so awesome. Yeah, yeah so they're the Esquise Sessions. So they're just a digital release, um,
2: uh-huh.
1: and yeah, so that's 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 the project to release that, and then I hope to get back to do some more reporting in April. So, okay, new project. Um, yeah. new project. Yeah, yeah. so that's awesome. that's the way that's the way forward really from here. And um, got a Christmas song out in between Southern Christmas Stars, not a reindeer in sight. It's <laughs>
2: here,
1: Christmas in the summer. Yeah, um, that's coming out. That was done at the Esquis Studios as well, and is coming out on a compilation in New Zealand, Merry Christmas New Zealand. Um, so that's coming out. So we'll give that another little push out um, for Christmas. Yeah. Because awesome. we just don't have any snow at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have barbecues in the sun. That's yeah, quite
0: different. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, good. Well, this is uh, this is fun. I'm... I, um Glad we got a chance to talk about your music and if people would like to connect with you and especially on some of the other things that you've got going on besides your music or if they would like to uh, to listen to the, the newest project or, or uh, um, uh, some of your previous music, what's the best way to reach out to you and get in touch?
1: Um, well, through my website, which is dot um, Mm-hmm. au, so that's a dot for okay. Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my website, and um, on um, Facebook, find me on there. Um, so at Ali Cook Music, um, or Twitter at Kiwi <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Instagram at Ali Cook NZ. Good. So yeah, yeah. Good. so I'm on all of those all of those platforms, and um, yeah, I'm always. I but mean, I mainly hear from lots of other artists who are wanting to help, you know, get their music out to radio in Australia
2: because
1: yeah. that's what what I do as a day gig. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you know, definitely with the music. Um yeah, I'd love to come and play the States actually.
2: Yeah, yeah well,
0: we...
1: I've been to Nashville once. Okay. Um Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I recorded a song on my first album called Country Storm. I recorded that in Nashville with a guy called Chip Martin and um And I loved it. What I loved was getting off at the airport and there were more musical instruments on the baggage carousel than there were bags. It was cool. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Good. It was
1: a good spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Allie. I appreciate it. It's been fun talking to you.
1: Yeah, great talking to you too. It's such a clear, beautiful line. It's hard to believe we're thirteen thousand, you know, miles away, kilometers away from I, each other. It's like, whoa. Yeah, it's one miles. of those things
0: that uh, one of those things that Facebook is still good for. So it's good that we could do it this way.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Th- you thank take you. care. Bye bye.